Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jay. And tonight, you gentlemen and ladies, I was going to say fellas, see how I stuttered there? Uh, We have another epic guest coming your way. We have none other than Chris Payne. Chris, welcome to the show, my friend. Oh, thank you for having me. That's the first time I've ever been called epic. Well, other than followed by failure. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be great already, I can tell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say this right now. I met Chris maybe three minutes ago, and I already know this is going to be a great show. So we'll leave it at that. But I dig it, man. I dig it. 
So, uh, like all guests, man, we always start off with, uh, you know, how you got into uh, kayak fishing. So, oh, dear Jesus. How long do we have? Um, <laughs> I got to be at work at, you know, 730, 8 o'clock central. So, okay. I mean, okay. remember, we're good. We don't need to know about any whopper ploppers. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, okay. So I, I'll try to I'll try to make this quick. Um, so I grew up. My granddad's both had like fiberglass boats and stuff that I got to fish out of when I was little. Uh, we, we grew up without a whole lot of money, but one thing we put money in was boats. I guess uh, they were they weren't fancy, you know. They were twenty year old boats or whatever, but they got us out there. Um, fast forward to I'm in college and fishing off the bank sucks because i can see the fish out there and i'm just like god i've got to get off this bank um but didn't have a whole lot of cash uh met my wife got married and uh, we filed our first tax return and we had some money coming back and i'm thinking okay here it is here's my chance i'm gonna get a boat like bass boat right um and so our tax return was four hundred dollars um and i was like Hmm, I can't get a lot of bass boat with that. Yeah. And she said, Oh, don't think for a second that you get all four hundred dollars of that. We'll, <laughs> we'll split it. You can have two hundred dollars to spend on your bass boat. Ooh. Yeah. So uh we had a sporting goods store. So this was uh, two thousand three. Okay. Uh, so this is a long time ago. Sure. And that sporting goods store carried one kayak. It was a nine foot Pelican Endeavor sit in. Uh, it was yellow. Now, so a nine foot kayak and the holes kind of in the middle of it. I'm so I'm six. It's going to go. Uh, I'm going to cram in there like a can of spam. It's going to be bad, but it would get me off the bank. So I went in there. They wanted $200 for the kayak, and I said, I got $200. Uh, my wife spotted me the, the tax. Uh, <laughs> I had to go ask for tax. Um, and I strapped it to the top of my vehicle with some yellow nylon rope, like about as backwoods country bumpkin as you can get, um, just all flapping in the wind. But I took that thing home, and, and I, I fished out of that kayak for six and a half years before I upgraded. Oh, wow. Um, a long time long time and it gave me i don't know it, it gave me what i wanted um more than the bass boat because i i didn't have to pay for gas i didn't have to pay for insurance i didn't have to pay to store it it was, it was so small i could shove it in a closet like i literally kept it in a closet for a while and it it just uh it gave me some freedom for a long time i so i was out in west texas uh, out around Abilene and there were like three of us that had kayaks uh, like it just wasn't a thing and um, so actually my best man in my wedding was the only other kayak angler I knew um, Aaron <coughs> and he uh, you know he and I would take trips and go explore water so anyway fast forward and I mean now we're in 2019 and I'm 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 still doing it. Like I've I've got the means to buy a bass boat now. I just really don't don't want one. Like sure. my dad my dad's got a boat. If I feel the itch to go fish in a boat, and I've got a buddy that's got a towie that you know we'll go play in uh, every now and again. But for me, like 
there, there's just nothing better than the kayak. And so I, I've stuck with it. You know, I'm on my, I guess, 16th year uh, in a kayak. So wow. it's wow. Been, been a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's, geez, that's definitely longer than I've been in a kayak. Wow. We got a true OG tonight. Yeah. Well, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know that I've ever considered myself OG, just old and broke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm the OB. No. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's uh it it has allowed kayak fishing has allowed me to meet a lot of really cool guys and girls that you know just love the outdoors and it's a little bit simpler. It's uh while there is a little bit of narcissism in in kayak fishing it 99.9 percent of the people you meet are just good people that love the outdoors and just want to get out and and do cool stuff and and so that's that's what i love about it that's cool man i dig it that's a pretty pretty vast background there buddy (laughs) yeah (laughs) 16 years of uh, well so and that you know that's kind of what i proclaimed for a long time when i started blogging in 2012 um, I I would say I'm going to show you all the ways to not do something. I've figured out a thousand different ways of how to screw something up. Like <laughs> I I have literally had that OS moment where I wanted to put in an eight inch center hatch and a Cobra Navigator and <laughs> drilled it out, but drilled it out for the around the outside of the hatch rather than the inside of the oh, hatch. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh, do no. what I recommend, not what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like truly a DIY job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and wait. ugly. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. <laughs> you learn how to plastic weld real quick. Get two hundred more bucks. Yeah. I my kayak now. Yeah. It, it, it's crappie structure at the, at the bottom of some lake, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, we should always support our environment and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and help build the fishing. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. So what kind of boat are you in nowadays? Um, so I guess my my tournament boat I, I fish some local tournaments I'm, I'm out of the big tournament scene that's that's not really my jam uh, I turn into a monster in tournaments and yeah. my best buddies that fish with me even if we decide we're gonna lay down a dollar for who catches the first fish like I trash talk I turn into an evil demon and it's it's not good for anybody and so I, I I've I've stepped away from that uh, just because it's it, it, it's better for my friendships across the industry yeah. That's why Jay um, hasn't been calling me. Makes sense now. <laughs> There's still money in play. No, we uh, bet we bet ice cream cones. Oh, yep. well, hey, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm in a 2019 Hobie Outback. Okay. Um, I, I blame AJ McCorder for that. Sure. Uh, Everyone blames AJ for that. Well, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I was. I was doing just fine. I had paddled for a long time and had a new canoe and had a bona fide and uh, wildy commanders and wildy rides and like I've I've had a lot of different boats over the years um, and and enjoyed them all. They all do different things and I like to see what the new stuff's about. 
and I was at Paddle Sports Retailer last year in okay. Oklahoma City. And everybody's like, dude, you got to try the new 19 Outback. It's awesome. And I had a Hobie Outback in 2013. Okay. So I had a I had that kind of Caribbean blue color. Um, I, I don't know what they call it. They always have kind of weird names, some fruit names or something. Uh, sea stone. <laughs> I don't know if that's it. <laughs> I don't, well, it, was more, it. It was more blue than that. It was kind of the Carolina blue color. Um, but it um, it had, you know, those graduated footsteps, and it had like a blow-up lumbar pad and a strap-in, like, foldable seat with no frame in it. And it just wasn't comfortable. And, you know, I'm back then I didn't consider myself that young of a dude. Now I'm really not that young of a dude. And so I was like, you know, if they'll, if they'll flatten out the deck, put in a better seat, and I can paddle it, I, I might try it out. And people were just like, dude, you got to try this 19 Outback. Like, all right, all right, all right. So AJ gets me on the dock and sends me away in it, and I, I paddle. And we've got a crosswind that day, That uh, the day that I demoed that. There's like a 20-mile-an-hour crosswind shooting right down that little river thing by the uh, the Whitewater Sports area. Sure. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a pretty good test. You know, crosswind, how it handles, how the rudder responds. And so I get out there, and I, uh, you know, spin that thing around, and it's fast. Like, it's a, it's a daggone bullet. Like, almost Revo fast, which was just super impressive uh, to me because I was like, man, you know, normally an Outback is not really speedy, speedy. It's, it's stable and it's quicker than a PA, but it's not known for speed. And so I come back to the dock and he's like, what'd you think? I was like, man, that's really fast. He's like, did you paddle it? What's wrong with you? No, no, I didn't. It's a pedal kayak. Why would I paddle it? I thought you threw away the Hobie paddle that they gave you with a Mirage drive. Yeah. And uh, he's like, no, go paddle it. And so I went out there in that crosswind and was able to to paddle that thing just as well as probably any pedal kayak. Actually, it's the best paddling pedal kayak I've ever been in. Huh. And I, I like to fish shallow probably 10 months out of the year. Okay. And and so I need to get over weed beds. I need to get, you know, into some really shallow stuff. And I went out and paddled it through that crosswind. I came back and handed it over. I think Keaton Eoff was uh, on the dock at the time and handed off the outback to him. I walked off that deck, walked straight up to AJ, and I said, you just cost me a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, as soon as, uh, as soon as my dealer in Dallas, uh, Mariner sales got one in, they said, Hey, we've got a camo, uh, that's not spoken for yet. And I said, I'll be up there tomorrow to get it, put my name nice. on it and went up, dropped my money down and, and went the two and a half hours back home and fished it in a tournament 36 hours later. And the tournament director stopped me and he said, Hey, I need you to come back up here. They thought I had a trolling motor like the evolve motor installed in that and we're a no motor trail (laughs) and i was like no man that's just the pedals this is that fast um and so that that's that's my tournament boat i can cover a lot of water um it and it's a fun boat to fish in i can stand up i can get shallow i can paddle i can pedal it's a great boat for me nice um I've got a throw-and-go boat that I, I use the crap out of uh, for small ponds and rivers and stuff. I've got the Crescent Ultralight, uh, okay. which came out. Uh, it's 46 pounds, like aluminum handles, frame seat, and all of that. And, I, you know, it's kind of throw a couple of Plano boxes in it, grab your rod, and throw it in the back of the truck and just go. Go, yeah. And it's, it, it's that thing paddles 
so nice. Like normally with a 10 foot boat, it's going to walk, you know, you're going to mm-hmm. get some nose walk. Um, and I realize some people are like, well, you don't know how to paddle. Well, after 16 years, I, I think I, I probably know how to paddle. Okay. Sure. Um, and I've got a Malibu mini X, so I know what nose walk looks like. And, uh, you know, this one, it just, it held the line. It had great glide and you normally don't get that on a 10 foot boat. Yeah. I guess just, it doesn't happen that often. And so, uh, that's my throw and go boat. I've got some others. Uh, we've got an Ascend H10, Ascend H12, uh, Malibu mini X, you know, just stuff that I can take buddies out in and, uh, or my kids and they can go jump off of it and swim in the lake or, that's or cool. whatever. Um, but yeah, the, the Hobie and the Crescent are really my go-to right now. And nice. I'm trying really hard not to buy a 360. Oh. I, was, I was just going to say, like, how do you feel now that <laughs> yeah. that thing came out? Well, you so, shouldn't so, have said the, that because now I'm going to sell you on it, Chris. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Um, I, I still use a T-bone extender, and I love that outback yeah. in the back of my truck. Sure. I, I, I built a six kayak trailer and got tired of always having to mess with bearing buddies and yeah and you know always having to check tires and lights and my god i don't know how many times i had to rerun those lights i'm probably a pretty crappy electrician for motor vehicles but uh it it just like i got tired of messing with it and so that's that's really the thing that is has kept me off of a pa14 or buying the 360 is i just don't like the weight uh, to be able to throw it in the back of the truck that that that's it i know it can be done it's um, easy oh god yeah you say easy but dude if you had my back you, it like literally had my back you'd be like i don't know about that my day miss- job is being on my hands and knees up and down up and down up and down it's my easy. back is Wait, are, are you sure you want to tell everybody that? <laughs> yeah, I, I opened the door for that one. I opened the door on that one. I will take that. I, I mean, I sit at a desk all day. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the way that that 360 is designed with that landing gear and the um, the bed extender... It's super easy, yeah. man. You walk that boat back up to your bed extender, lift one of the pontoons onto your bed extender, go around in the front, lift the handles, and slide it in. It's not as heavy as you would think it is because it's so long. The weight is distributed. And, I, I mean, I'm just talking from experience because I've done that numerous times. But uh, that's a conversation. Okay. We'll, We'll seal the deal after the show, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So you send me a check for twenty seven hundred additional dollars, and we'll make that happen. Hey, um, you know, we'll just use Jay's portion of the show. Uh, it's yep. not a okay. problem. You'll be more than covered, and you'll be able to take your wife to dinner after. That's right, and I and I in turn will take this moment to be uh, sponsors. Please listen to this podcast and anything we can because uh, really appreciate the dollars because this is a very expensive podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh man! Okay, well I I got way sidetracked. That's that's my fault. So. No, it's all good. Man. No, it's cool, man. It's cool. But, those are those outbacks are good boats. Uh, I know yeah. uh, there's a couple guys that I know that have yeah. made the change. That like waited a long time, yeah, um, to even make the decision. Actually, Brian, you know Brian Butters, yeah, you know, did yeah. that. Yep. Um, he waited, you know, forever. I mean, he was, uh, I believe, he was in an HD, a, yeah. a, a Jackson Cusa HD forever. Yeah. 
And I wanted him to stay in a Jackson, but God, he had to get a Hobie. Well, I know a lot of people <laughs> went went kind of crazy, good. like you know, like Chris said, like last year, you know, when that Hobie uh, Outback came out. I mean, that was the all the rave in the kayak mm-hmm. world. You know, yeah. um, I know uh, Susie is in an Outback. I don't think she's in a nineteen though. I could right, be yeah. wrong, but yeah, that's coming. Um, but I mean, I know guys that switch from PA 14s to the Outback just because yeah. of the ease of transport and the, the weight factor, you know, um, and the speed factor. Like you talked about, if you can rip across a lake to get to your spot before a tournament or something like that, I mean, that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. So I dig it. Yeah, aren't those, aren't those only like 89 pounds or something, Chris? <laughs> Well, so if I if I dump all my stuff out of it, it's actually closer to eighty two. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which right, and so I I've added a little bit of hardware to mine. Uh, I changed out the bungees in the back and put in H rails in the back of it uh, as a lift mechanism. Okay. Uh, because I, I use that to lift it in the back a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, the bungee, you know, I'm I'm not storing tackle boxes back there. I've I've got a crate that I'm keeping all my boxes in. Uh, so I can grab and go that stuff. Uh, so the H, the H rails made perfect sense in the back for me and and it's a great lift device. Uh, so it's, it's added a little bit of weight. It's probably closer to 84 now, but yeah, it's still like when I, when I think about some of the other paddle boats that I've been in, they weighed that at least. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it, you know, it was a no brainer for me. I get to keep the weight, but I add the functionality of the drive and, uh, you know, get to keep the paddle ability. And now I've got, you know, the Mirage 180. I, I, I dig it. I, I dig it. It's, it's not to say that there's not other great boats out there. Sure. Um, speaking of Jay, uh, so I'm working with Richard Penning right now. I have in all of my years of writing. So it's been, uh, well, seven years last month that I've been doing reviews. I've never reviewed a Jackson. Really? What is Ever. wrong with you? Ever. Yeah. Well, uh, having access to them. Uh, oh, okay. we're, like, co- we're coming uh, down this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Screw the championship. Um, so, yeah. so, I got to uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Richard, Richard Penny's coming from the West coast. He's, uh, got a place here in Texas and going to go see his mom. And, uh, he's going to drop me off. Uh, I think a big rig, uh, HD, FD, ED, ABCD, yep. all the, uh, yep. whatever the new big rig is. He's, uh, he's got one. He's going to bring me to play with while he's, uh, seeing his mom. And so, oh, cool. uh, uh, long overdue. Uh, I, I actually owned a Jackson Cusa before I started blogging. Uh, after I saw Drew Gregory do some gymnastics in it, I was like, man, I got to buy that boat. And, yeah. uh, yeah, but and, we got to point out Drew's like four foot, nothing weighs like 50 pounds soaking wet. Well, I, I, I figured that out once I stepped yeah. on the boat. And just, <laughs> 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 yeah. and that, that was it. I was like, no. wait, wait a minute. I'll, I'll tell you what, man, I, I had to, I had to actually borrow one of those for a couple weeks. Yeah. There were a couple of moments I was like super tense. I'm like I just for I was just so used to being like kind of lazy on the balance and man that boat just wants to go yeah. like if you put enough it's just like okay don't want to do that you yeah. know yeah that's a fast little boat though and it's super light yeah 
so like, so those things are sick. If you're like fly fishing or something, um, on our Texas rivers down here, we can, you know, you can stand up and fly fish pretty easy on a lot of the rivers. And you can go down in Acusa and uh, to some extent, some of the Diablo uh, Diablo kayaks, you can go down and you can plant your heel on one side and turn those boats in an eddy without uh-huh. having to pick up your paddle. Like it, it is made for rivers. That's, that's a river boat. And I was yeah. trying to fish it on lakes and it, you know, it was before I knew a lot of what I know now. Again, I've figured out every way to screw it up. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just trying to keep everybody else from doing the same thing. <laughs> is uh, is Richard bringing uh, an Eflex motor too? I I don't know. I don't know. Whatever whatever's coming, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try out. I, like I I I just wanna wanna play in it and seeing it and having having been in uh, you know the natives and the old towns and all of the other style pedal drives. The Jackson is the only one I've not spent any time on the water with. So I need to complete that that whole cycle and and just just get that done i think you need that motor man you need that see that see that was the thing for me i was in the kusa fd Uh um and i after being in the big rig fd with the uh e-flex motor Uh i was sold i was like oh my god i need this so i got the big rig you know fd and then i'm still waiting on the motor like we're not releasing those um quite yet to uh to everybody but when I do get it, I'm going to be super, super excited because that is going to be like the ultimate vessel <clears throat> to be fishing. In my opinion, I, I think you'll like it. I mean, you'll see that the, the big rig paddles pretty well too, surprisingly for how big it is. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, we just sold you on a second boat. How about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. You guys are going to cost me a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! First, I gotta pay you that twenty-seven hundred bucks. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if any sponsors are listening and they yeah. uh, make yeah. the check out to that's Kayak right. Fishing Quarterly Magazine. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like me, that's fine. But it's for Chris. <laughs> so I mean, you know, so just use me as a vessel. Like you know, just it'll. I'm a pass through. I don't get any part of it. It just goes right there. <laughs> well, you brought up the uh, kayak fishing uh quarterly magazine yes. yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let, let's jump into that man well so, let's get some background though with okay yeah you, you know, like what, where you know where you basically you know came from where i know you from and then how you know where you're going with now do you really okay. want that story getting out jay and how you paid him to for him to talk <laughs> to you and hang out with you <laughs> i mean might as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cheap date. I, you know, I really am cool. And for twenty five dollars more, hey. <laughs> well, that was bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um so in my in my nine to five job. So that that's the first thing. A lot of people get it mixed up. They they think that I do magazines and blogging, and that's that's my livelihood. It's not. Okay. It's not. That's what I love to do, um, and I do well pretty much all of it for free. Um, I've never charged for the blog. I've never charged for a magazine. I've never charged for any of that because it's it's just information that I've either been given or learned a lot of it the hard way. And, and want to pass on just to just to help other people who who may 
you know, find this endeavor, find, find this hobby, find this sport, whatever you want to call it, uh, helpful, sure. you know? And, uh, so I, I don't really make any money off of that. Um, in, in my, my normal nine to five, I run medical clinics. I'm in the medical field on the administrative side. I'm a finance guy by training. Um, and so I was going to school for my master's degree while I was working full time and finishing that up. And the master's degree that I, I was working on was a lot of writing, man. It was just a ton of writing, like 36 pages or so a week for oh, wow. two years. And so I was just churning. I, I, like I went through two computers in less than two years, like just burning up keyboards. Oh, wow. And when I got done, I had all this momentum built up. It's like if you learn how to run a marathon, you run one marathon and then you stop. It's like, no, that's, no. that's you know. So I had all this energy and I was you know, talking to my wife and she's like, man, you need a hobby or something like this is like like, leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) probably truer than you think Uh, uh, and so she's like well why don't you you know so in in college i was uh i was i worked at the college newspaper and was a sports editor and so i had a little bit of a journalism background and um she's like well why don't you start a blog a lot of people write blogs and just yeah. write it about something you like. And I'm like, well, what do I know enough to write about that I'm not going to feel like a complete fraud? And um, kayak fishing was kind of the natural thing. By that point, I'd been doing it nine years, so I felt like I had a lot of uh, a lot of experience doing stuff the wrong way and uh, finally figuring out some stuff. And um, so I started up Payne's Paddlefish, which had about a hundred people that looked at it and 98 of those were in my family. And, uh, it, uh, it caught the attention of, um, Chad Hoover. Okay. And I I was doing reviews basically, you know, didn't have a a lot of money, you know, paying student loans and kids and the whole nine, you know, didn't have a lot of spare money. So the money that I did have coming in that I was spending on fishing gear, I didn't want to waste on crap. Yeah, and right. I felt like all uh, you know. Even back then, the reviews I was seeing were just like, "Man, this is the greatest thing ever. You should really try it out." Or yeah. "This is total trash." Like nothing helpful. Like yeah, there was right, nothing right. helpful. You didn't tell me what what was better or what could be done better. You didn't tell me what you really loved about it and how <clears throat> what application you use it for. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna write some reviews. So I wrote some reviews, and then uh, Chad. Uh, emailed me first and then said, Hey, can I call you? I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, Hey, I see your reviews. I'm, I'm curious what you might do. Um, if I sent you something to review, I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. So he sent me these little Scotty gears, uh, they're like $2 and 50 cents or something like that, that fit inside uh, the rod holders to basically make, the, make them slip. Uh, mm-hmm. so instead of having to loosen it for every gear, you can just loosen it a little bit and you can adjust it all the way around. Okay. Uh, it's a cool little thing. doesn't cost a lot of money. And he's like, okay, let's see what you can do. You know, it's kind of like when you go into a sales interview and they're like, sell me this pen. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and so I, I wrote a review and it's about 800 words on that, on that slip disc. And he's like, how did you get 800 words out of a slip disc? I'm like, <laughs> man, I got a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I started doing that for a little bit and then, um, you know, just kept writing and kept doing reviews and every now and again, I'd, I'd 
squirrel together some money and buy something that people were talking about that I wanted to review. And I spend a lot of my own money doing this stuff. And, and that's fine because I'm buying the gear that I think is going to be cool, but I want to double check it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did that. And then in 2015, we were in Paris, Tennessee before it became the national championship. So it was uh, the open yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. The big KBF. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Adam Harbuck and Nick Brown and uh, Richard Penny and I, you know, we're, we're all there working the event and stuff. And um, Chad's like, hey, man, um, what do you think about this? Because I'd done this little short magazine. I just wanted to see if I could do it because, you know, a lot of the magazines that you read, regardless of the subject that they're covering, I mean, it could be a fashion magazine, it could be a car magazine, whatever. It's like 90% ads and like no content. Mm -hmm. And I I just wanted to cover, you know, cool stories. And so I hit up uh, my guy, Quentin Eccles, and uh, he had a cool story about almost getting arrested (laughs) fishing (laughs) in the pond. Totally like legal like it was on a map and everything and it looked like public space but apparently some landowner got got all bent out of shape uh, and so he had to deal with the cops and so he wrote that story and uh you know it, we had a couple other stories and i called it by the dock or on the dock or something like that i don't know okay pdf format just kind of rolled out and chad's like man this is cool what do you think if we like expanded it and did kayak bass fishing magazine I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Not having any idea what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Like, like no clue, no clue. And um, so he's like, all right, let's uh, look, let's roll it out and see what we can get. And, um, you know, I, w- I was pretty adamant from the start. Like, I don't want this thing choked out with ads. Like, I, I, that's not what it's about for me. That's not why I'm doing this. I, I, you know, I'm going to need some startup cash cause I got to buy a website and some server space and some software and all this other stuff like that stuff stacks right. up quick. Right. I had to form an LLC and, you know, legal counsel and all this other crap that goes into it. Um, and drop, I don't know, around five grand of my own money to get this thing started up. And, wow. We ran that. We ran it for three years. We did uh, I don't know eleven or twelve uh, issues. We ran it kind of quarterly, and had people from all over the globe that were contributing to it. And we had people from I think nine different countries that contributed, and I got to meet a lot of cool people and hear stories from a lot of people that you know. I just I I, I really enjoyed getting to meet people, and unfortunately, you know. I, I did some contributor gifts now and again when I could, when I could scrape together some extra money. But, um, you know, it, it was basically a volunteer army. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so we did that for three years. It it takes, after I get the stories in with editing and layout and everything, it takes about 120 man hours to do one issue. And uh, I was doing all that late at night and all of this other stuff. Wow. And after... After three years, my wife was getting a little tired of it. She's like, you know, the, it, our kids are older. They're in a lot of activities, and you're up until three in the morning every night working on this stupid magazine that you're not even charging for. Like, why are you doing this? And so uh, I, I took that cue, and I said, all right, um, we'll, we'll shut it down after this year. I, I had only sold ads for the amount of issues that we had done. And so I wanted to honor every one of those contracts. I'd seen some other stuff that had kind of fizzled out. People weren't able to 
they weren't able to fulfill their contracts. And for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a word is my bond integrity character type of type of guy. And I try to be that I'm not a hundred percent that because we all fail, but sure. I wanted to honor those contracts, uh, from companies like Gat gear and yak attack and Viking and people who, you know, when we first get, get started, they're like, how many, how many ads can I buy? And they just cut a check. Like they, they believed in what we were doing enough to just say, well, here, we believe in you go do it. Um, and so I'm, you know, forever grateful for those guys. Um, so we did that. I wrapped it up and, uh, I actually sold the magazine and, uh, last August. So it's been a little over a year. Okay. And I was out of the game for a year. Uh, I figured out some different ways to do some things and I, I just really missed it. Um, because on, you know, on paint outdoors, which is where all, all of my reviews and stuff are now, um, you know, it, it's, it's my voice for the most part. Sure. It's my voice and press releases and that, that we need to tell the story of kayak fishing from more than one perspective. And that's what I always loved about the magazine is people, people could take a cool shot of their kid catching a big sunfish and, we put it in the magazine because it was just celebrating parents getting out with their kids and sharing a passion and, you know, big bass and, you know, different lures and different reviews and, and letting people, you know, work on their craft a little bit because, you know, Jan, I've talked about this a little bit, but I think it's important to say so many people right now are trying to do their craft, but the only way to bring recognition to it is to do all this self-promotion. Yeah. You know, we see that through YouTube and blogs and stuff, and it and and that wears on other people. Sure, like I've I've got I've got buddies all over the states and in different countries that you know they're trying to make a go of it at YouTube or in photography or somewhere else, and the only people that are giving them an outlet are their own created places, yeah. and then mm-hmm. people attack them. They're like, "Why are you spamming our Facebook group?" Right, right. And it's like. Because I think what I have to say is valuable. And so that's that's where Kayak Fishing Quarterly Magazine comes in, is we're doing something that we didn't even do with Kayak Bass Fishing Magazine, um, which Kayak Bass Fishing Magazine may come back, um, but that, I've sold that, and so that's that's for them to, to do their thing, and I wish them well with it. Um, I'm taking a different direction. So Kayak Fishing Quarterly Magazine will not have paid ads, zero paid ads. I'm coming out of pocket for any of the any of the stuff that you know needs to happen, whether that's you know legal fees and LLCs and servers and all of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna handle all of that. I don't want to be beholden to anybody. What I want is to provide a platform for guys like Jay and uh, Kwanzaa Henderson doing photography and Mark Cisneros doing photography and you know all all the different guys that that I've met to have an outlet to to talk about stuff that they that they love or that they think of, is of great value to, to talk about, or if they just want to tell a goofy story. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that there needs to be a space that people know, you know, this isn't self promotion. This is a bunch of people getting together and putting some awesome content out there in one package that anybody can take anywhere. And it's free. Like free 99 is my favorite 99. Yeah. Like you, you just can't beat that. And, so what I'm doing in turn, there will be ads in the magazine, but what we're doing is we're changing it up a bit. So let's say Jay 
writes an article or sends me a photograph, which he's already sent me some photographs. He's on that. Atta boy. Way ahead of you. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so, uh, so Jay sent me some stuff, right? So then uh, if, if Jay's stuff makes it in the magazine, I go through each of the pages and write down who contributed that. Then I go back to them and I say, hey, you know, your stuff qualifies for a full page ad. Do you want to run something, uh, you know, personal? near and dear to you like you know do you want to run a, a podcast full page ad or do you want to run uh something for one of the companies that you work with like if he wants to give back to companies that give him if he wanted to run a full page jackson ad i'd i'd run that for him he's contributing to me and then he can then in turn use that platform to promote what he wants to promote and it's not self-promotion then. It's a conglomerate yeah. that shows all the things we're, you know, we're really positive in the industry about. And I don't, I'm not aware of anybody that's done that yet. And if if anybody out there is listening to this or watching this, and you want to steal that format, do it. Like like do it. Steal that format. Give people a platform on your platform. Do cross promotion. Talk about stuff in other places other than your home channel. I have to do a better job about it, and that that's really the onus behind the magazine is we need that platform out there, and there's there's been somewhat of a void uh, for platforms like that. We've all, you know, all of us that are kind of in, in social media seem to have gone into our own silos. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. here's how I can build Payne Outdoors. Here's how I can build Chris Payne's reviews. Here's here's how I can do that. I I did that too. I did that for a year. I've been doing that, and I'm still going to continue to do that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that's not going to be the only outlet. And so building people up, you know, we started a little bit telling some stories on Payne Outdoors with the Winter Circle from the Hobie BOS stuff. Okay. And I that is the most fun writing I've done in a year. Like I like to do reviews. I do. I I like to test out equipment and and test that out. But getting to talk to Christine Fisher and Matt Ramey and Jody Queen and all of these different guys who are winning these tournaments, like that's a lot of fun to pick their brain and figure out, you know, what's really going on and and not just tell the story about, well, you know, on on tournament day one or tournament day two I had, um, you know, I fished with this bait and did this. And then, pff, screw that. Hey, Matt Ramey, what do you do for a living? Like, yeah. what do you do when you're not tournament fishing? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, for Matt, he's a fisheries biologist. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about unfair yeah. freaking advantage? This dude <laughs> knows the yeah. science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then you talk to guys like Eric Siddiqui, and he's like, I fish for a living. Like I travel to all these tournaments and if I don't cash a check, well, maybe it's ramen next week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, getting to know those stories, the stories behind the stories or however you want to spend that, like that's the most fun that I've done. And so what the magazine does, what kite fishing quarterly magazine does is four times a year, we're going to have it chock full of cool stories and experiences from people all over. And it's not me telling the story. It's them telling their story. I dig it. I dig it, man. So is this going to be all digital or is it going to be printed as well? It's all digital. Okay. Uh, so the best way to keep this thing free is to make it all digital. So it, yeah. it'll be a PDF downloadable. You can put it on your phone. You can put it on your tablet. You can put it on your notebook. You can get to it from the website and just look at it through JavaScript, or you can have the PDF there and do whatever you want to do with it. Share it. 
print it if you want to print it. I don't care. That's cool, like, man. Well, I dig what you're talking about, man, where you're like, you know, when you use, you know, Mr. Looks over here. Uh, he likes to say he's the looks of the show. You know, <laughs> sends you a photo or an article, and then, you know, he gets to choose if he wants that ad space. I mean, how cool is that, you know? I mean, you know, before we got on this call, you know, Jay and I were talking about, you know, Jackson Kayaks and what they've done for him. And, yep. you know, how cool is that that you can, you know, give back to those that have provided for you, man? I mean, that's cool. Or, you know, like you said, Jay's going to be running a podcast ad if I got anything to say about it. But, <laughs> but uh, no, no, but I think that's cool, man. Like the, the people that are contributing get that choice and it's not just all drive or driven from money. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's I mean, there's really no money in it. Like, well, yeah, I mean, we're kind of in the same boat here, right? So, I <laughs> yeah. mean, I, and I know Jay Jay had talked to you briefly before we got on here, you know, and it's like, I mean, we we got an awesome array of of hosts here at Paddle and Finn, and and, and a lot of it has has come pretty quickly, but for a little over a year or a year or whatever it was it was myself and a friend of mine uh you know shout out to the godfather he stepped away jay stepped into his place but jay had been a guest on the podcast like what twice before that something like yeah. that and you know jay and i and even scott we've always had that focus like the, the it's funny man i'm sitting here listening to your story and i'm like yep uh-huh uh-huh. I know what he's yeah. talking about. You know, it's like, I can't even begin to tell you, and it's, I mean, I don't bring this up with, with our guys, the countless number of hours spent right here, sitting here, editing podcasts, yep. you know, doing things. And, and you just do it for the greater good. I mean, that's why we started the podcast was because we struggled finding information. And that's because we didn't find pain outdoors when we got into it, but uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I could I could have saved you some hurdles by showing you all the stupid things I've done. <laughs> well, and that's just it, right? That's just it. But at the same time, like the the one thing that struck me is you know, you talked about you know putting the photo of a of a father and son up or you know recapping the Hobie event and telling those stories. I think that's the key, man, and that's what we've. You know, when we really got into the having guests portion, I think that's the biggest key. And I know I had a conversation with Scott Butcher about this as well. You know, the the storing t storytelling in our community is what's going to help grow our community, you know, so yeah. to speak. And, and just the outdoors in general, right? I mean, you know, in today's day and age with technology and, you know, kids are so focused on, you know, iPhones and iPads and video games, man, it's like we need to get them more involved. And, you know, I think what you're talking about, free content, you know, all this stuff, man, it's my hat's off to you. My mind is blown. I know that was a long ramble, but. Well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it could be an abject disaster, and, and that's okay um, because how I approach all of these projects is, you know, I'm in it whether whether they succeed or whether they fail because I'm oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not doing it to 
have a certain result, you know, that yeah. I can adjust sure. file on an Excel spreadsheet. That's not why I'm doing it. Right. Or else I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I mean, if, if you were to do a profit loss statement on probably podcast, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. It, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't want to um, do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. You know, you know <laughs> magazines and blogs, it, yeah. you're just calculating mm-hmm. the labor to yeah. do them. Right, 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 right. You're losing your shirt, and so you got to really love it to do like what you guys do. You got to love it. You got to love it. And and so, you know, for those that are out there thinking, for some reason that that we're all getting rich off these endeavors, right? We're not. Yeah. No. Spoiler alert. We're not. No. And that's that's something too, man. It's like uh, I forget who it was, but. you know, we were talking and it was like, you know, this, this isn't a get rich quick, like type of thing. You know what I mean? It's like you're donating your time and you're doing it just because it's, it's, it's a passion. You know, you love creating content. You love talking about the sport, whether it's kayak fishing, basketball, baseball, uh, building a car, you know, whatever, man. I mean, and that's the thing too, is like, I've had questions come to me before, did you hear so-and-so started a podcast? I'm like, that's awesome. That's great. He's like, well, aren't you worried? I'm like, worried about what? It's more, more content for the community. I'm like, if that guy needs help, tell him to hit me up. I've got a little experience in this. I'd be more than willing to. And it, and it's funny, man. Like, uh, you know, I, I've, I've helped Scott Butcher out with some of the stuff he's doing. He's trying to take his Facebook live show and do it in a podcast format too because not everybody tunes in on facebook you know and and people are like aren't that isn't that a conflict of interest and i'm like no absolutely not like yeah maybe he's you know he's had christine fisher on his show we've had christine fisher on her show you know we're two different entities so to speak and it's yeah, there's going to be some repeat questions in there, but we all have our own ideas and thoughts and questions. So not every show is the same, you know? So, I mean, and and with that being said, so, you know, obviously your biggest, not competition, but the, the, the next closest thing to what you're talking about doing is going to be Kayak Angler Magazine, right? So, I mean, do you see a struggle with that? Do you, do you, I mean, I'm not trying to throw you through a loop or no, anything no, like no, that. no, no, no. That's that's a good question. So I, I think we're doing different things. Okay. Um, so Scott Scott McGregor and Rick Burnley, like what they do is, it's funny to watch um, a few years ago to what they're doing today. Like I love seeing their evolution. Yeah. They are constantly churning and trying to get better, and they're not only changing the types of stories that they run. But they're changing the look of their magazine. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you've ever seen an Angler's Journal magazine. Um, mm-hmm. it, they sell them sometimes at Bass Pro and stuff like that. But if you ever want to see a magazine that is really art in a magazine form, that's Angler's Journal. Like their okay. photography alone, like it blows my mind. Interesting. I, I can't imagine what their budget is. But there's a lot of white space, and they allow the pictures to breathe, and they – small captions sometimes not even on the same page so that the stuff stands out the shots are not all just everybody has a gopro globe and does a Mm -hmm. half and half shot like they've moved away from 
a lot of that. Like it was cool then, but we're continuing to move. We're not stuck in the past. And so what Scott and Rick are doing is, is great. Um, there's a huge market for that, for that paper, you know, that feel in your hand and to take it with you. And I, I still read their magazine. Like I, yeah. I, I really dig their stuff and I, I just, I have a different format, a different way of doing things. You know, I kind of went up head to head with them in 2016 at iCast. Okay. Um, I took Todd West and Mark Cisneros with me and uh, we went down there and we covered all the breaking stuff and it was like, who's going to break this first and who's going to have this. And it got tired real quick. Yeah. Like I didn't like that because it shouldn't be a competition. It should just be, you know, they have an audience and mm-hmm. I have an audience <laughs> And a lot of that overlaps. Yeah. And who really cares? Yeah. Like if I break it first and it gets 15,000 views to their 5,000 views, what did that get me at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. not, not really anything that I'm willing to say, oh, those guys suck. They don't. They're yeah. good. They're good at what they do. They have great people that work for them. They have great contributors that write for them. They have great photographers. Like it, it, it's great. So I don't see it as competition. I see I see it as, you know, something that that we should all aspire to do in our craft. So whether it's a podcast and the way that you do sound engineering or or whatever it is that you know comes into podcasts or magazines or videos or whatever, just strive to be better each yeah, time. Absolutely. And and I'm I'm not worried about the competition because I'm. I'm not making a living off of it. Yeah, off. right, right, I mean, right, right. That that relieves a lot of the pressure when when you don't quit a nine to five job to do something like this. When you still have the nine to five job and this is kind of your night side chick, mm-hmm. you know, it it it's like, okay, it, it you know you have a lot less skin in the game. Sure. Except for the integrity and the character part. When I'm not having to write my mortgage payment off of it. I, I'm, I'm welcome to any and all comers. Like if, if there are 42 new digital magazines that are completely free that use the same format that we're doing for kayak fishing quarterly. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's a lot more stories that are being told. I'm only one dude and the contributors who contribute to me. So bring it on, dude. I, yeah. I would love to see that. Just do it. Well, yeah. if you're going to do it. Yeah. Amen, man. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know, and and you know, the additional thing I think for what people should really take from this is that you're you're really providing a platform for everybody to be, um, I guess for lack of a better term, like thrust forward um, for everyone to see. So you can, yeah. you know, you can show what you got. You know, like if you're a writer, you can write. If you if you got some good picks, you know, people can see your picks. You know, and you know, see your view of the world and. You know, again, to your, you know, if you're, if you're sponsored or pro staff or whatever, you can make an ad for one of your companies that, you know, provides for you, so you provide for them, and, you know, you're just basically, uh, uh, you know, reinforcing the uh, the industry, just keeping the word going. You know, and that's kind of what we do too. It's, yep. you know, we tell everybody before they come on. I said the same thing to you. This is your show. Yeah. You know, like when you come on, this is about you, not yeah. about us. Yeah. You know, it's like, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to show people like, hey, yeah. you know, like, like, again, I thought you, you're personally, I think you're a very important contributor that a lot of people don't know about because you're from behind the scenes. 
you know, a lot of people, you know, it's you are running the KBF magazine. Yep. See, he's got he's got a little prettiness. Wait, could you just turn it around like 180, maybe just a 180? Just keep going. Get that keep going. going. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay, now start to walk. Okay, now. <laughs> but okay, out of frame. But um. <laughs> But, uh, but I mean, that's the thing. It's like you know, it's, yeah, perfect, perfect. That's an Nailed answer. it. It's Nailed it. Great. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, there. But there's a lot of people that are like behind the scenes, you know, that don't like even like Brooks Beatty. You know, it's yeah. you know Brooks. Yeah. You know, does a lot of stuff, a lot of media stuff, and not just for Jackson. And you don't really know about it. Yeah. Because yeah. he's behind the camera. His camera works on a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, so is Jameson. You know, but. You know, that's the thing. It's like these, these, you know, these people are present, but people just don't know how present they are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, you know, and, and like I said, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, we just want everybody to know everybody and then build those networks. You know, it's try to build a community. It's we're not, you know, there's not no lines being drawn. We're better than you. It's like none yeah. of that. Yeah. To Brian's, you know, to, to Brian's point, you know, where we're going to be, you know, cross-platforming with other podcasts eventually. And, you know, I mean, we've had Drew on, you know, McKinstry. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some pretty, you know, some guys that already got podcasts. And so the next logical step is to go on theirs, you know. So, you know, but, yeah, just build the community. I'll be friends. Goof around kind of like what we're doing. Yeah, you know, that reminds ask- me. Hey, Drew Gregory, when are we doing <laughs> a podcast, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Right now. Shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, that's just it, man. I mean, the more information that we can all get out there, I mean, the better the sport's going to be. It's, I, I only see it as a benefit, no matter if it's in the form of audio, video, photo, writing, text, you know, whatever. I mean, yep. and, and, you know, not only just our sport. You know, maybe this is just a fun hobby for you, but, you know, your true passion is in computer programming or, I, I mean, I don't know, um, you know, making plastic cups or straws. Talk plastic about it. Cups. I'm just trying to think of something <laughs> dumb and basic, you know. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, everybody's got a different passion, you know, and if you can share that with the world, have at it, you know. I didn't hear what you said, and I'm probably no, it was just, pretty. Because you had a plastic cup, I had a plastic cup, and I think he looked for one. He's like, I don't got one. <laughs> it's like, I, got a, yeah. I, got a, I got a bottle. There you go. There you go. That works. You know, so it's a bottle may not like us so much. All right. You know. So, so getting getting back on some kind of track here. When <laughs> when is the first? Um, magazine gonna release so uh it'll be out christmas okay christmas day or somewhere around uh, christmas well okay so so here's kind of how i do magazines i'm not I shoot, i'm not holding I you shoot, to this no that's all right i shoot <laughs> you a date and i beat it okay we've never been late on a deadline if we tell you september 1st likely it's coming out august 30th or maybe a day before okay. because I, I i'm a guy that works off deadlines if i tell you it's coming out it's coming out okay like that's just what it is. So it'll be out on Christmas Day or before. Okay. Um, we'll have our first official call for contributors because I'm sure I'm going to get a, a bunch of emails from guys now that <laughs> as soon as they hear, hey, we're taking contributors. Yeah. Um, 
so uh, we're going to put out a major call. That'll be on the Kayak Fishing Quarterly uh, Facebook page. Okay. And on my personal page as well. Uh, we'll put out a big call for contributors. And whatever you think you want to contribute, uh, whether it's photos or articles, reviews, whatever that's about, um, you'll just email it to me. And we'll look at all of them. We'll basically put it through a pitch meeting. I've got a couple of guys who work behind the scenes with me uh, as editors uh, that have have been with me since the beginning of KBF Mag. And they're great friends, and I, I trust them a 1,000%. And we'll just put it all out there like we'll basically make a spreadsheet you know nerd that i am i'm, I'm gonna put it all in a spreadsheet and we're gonna say what do we what do we feel like is gonna make the best magazine what's gonna tell the story that we want to tell and so there may be some stuff that doesn't make the cut but but that's okay yeah that's okay right. understand that it, it may not have felt right with the story that we were telling I, I don't need three pieces on why you absolutely love your you know your life jacket i yeah. i don't need three right um and so i have to look at if i've got three of those which one is telling the story the best and it's not so so i've talked about this quite a bit publicly but i i don't hold people to the standard of writing like journalistic excellence i don't expect them to be a new york times writer that that's not what i want what i'm looking for is folks who can write decently well like i don't want to edit your piece for an hour and a half because you don't know where to put a comma or you use t-o-o then the wrong way um but uh, so quick plug for grammarly uh if you use chrome as your browser you can download the grammarly plugin it'll fix all that crap for you before you send it to me mm. and that'll mm. save me like a ton of time um so back back to our regularly scheduled program duly uh, noted yeah Seriously, writing that, that down right, right now. <laughs> yeah. Text that to me, Jay. Hey, Grammarly. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you boy. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I don't, I don't expect that. I want like boat ramp conversation. Like we're talking right now. That's how you should write your articles because it's approachable for everybody. And that's that's not going to be the spit polish that Angler's Journal or Kayak Angler Mag or or any of the others are are going to have because they're more journalistic storytelling and DIY type how to's I I'm not uh, I'm I'm pieces that anybody can pick up you know sixth grade reading level works just fine for my magazine um, because it's about getting all the word out to everybody and not I don't ever want to seem pretentious like mm -hmm. in the magazine that I put out I want it to be approachable by anybody and everybody um, we're, we're not highfalutin we're, we're not bougie. We're none of that. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just telling the stories of the people who want to tell their stories. And, and so that's, that's what that's about. So we'll put that call out. Just, you know, shoot me an email, painfish at Gmail. Uh, I, I just put it out there. I'm about to get blown up, but that's okay. <laughs> painfish, you know, painfish at Gmail, send me an email, tell me what you want to tell me about. Um, I'm not going to ask for resumes or any of that because some of the guys that have written for me have never written for anybody ever. And it's been some of the best stuff that we've ever put out. So if, if you've ever wanted to kind of dip your toe in the water, this is a great opportunity to do that. I have a chance. <laughs> you, you, may, you may actually have a chance. Man. You may actually have a chance. <laughs> so he's like, this guy a break. Like who, what's your address where we got to send that check to? Yeah, $25. <laughs> <laughs>
let's no, I think I think that's cool in in what you're talking about there, you know, right? So, you know, uh, we're all a bunch of kayak fishing junkies is the way I refer to it. So trying to read this methodically well thought out masterpiece for a bunch of fishermen sometimes doesn't work out the best right right i mean that they're kind of like what is this like yeah it's just it's uninteresting it's like if but if it's in the version i like what how you put that if it's in the version version of us talking right now just telling the stories you know i think that's i already have an idea so you're gonna get an email later but uh, uh, yeah, it's gonna make sense. I have an idea. <laughs> this. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I I think that's great. And it, and like Jay was touching on, you know, it's gonna be such a huge opportunity for some of these guys that aren't the quote unquote who's who in the kayak fishing world. Right. And it's going to be an open door for them to, you know, further on in that experience and and try to make those moves. I mean, you know, I I mean, me personally, as an angler, you know, I'm trying to do more of the writing and the media and the content creation um, just because I know what that does for some of the brands and companies that I represent, right. you know what I mean? So, and I mean, I'll be honest, looking at this new pro tour, I'm going to really need their help. So if I can help them out, you know, so be it. But, um, so let me give you a little nugget of knowledge, a little secret. Okay. Should we hit, hit the stop button? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well, that was no. a great <laughs> nugget of information. Thanks, yes. Chris. Thanks, Chris. Absolutely <laughs> welcome. Hopefully all your users will be able to (laughs) (laughs) cipher the code. (laughs) Um, So, so here's the thing the the sweet little secret about writing is when you write, when you're actually writing words and you're not doing videos, you can code it for search engine optimization. And so even a little guy like me, can show up like if you search for 2019 Hobie Outback reviews I'm usually first page of Google Um, and that's not because I pay them to put me on the first page of Google it's because we're able to program some stuff in and so everybody that contributes to the magazine all that writing and all that stuff goes into all the SEO coding and all the stuff we do on the backside and all the cross shares and all the alt tags and all of that stuff so you know computer geek coming out a little bit but um that helps you get into more search engines faster than making the same video that says the same six keywords that you're fighting with, you know, 40,000 other YouTubers who are all trying to scratch a thousand subs or 4,000 subs or whatever the new number is. I don't know. Like, I I don't want to chase that number. I don't care if, if seven people read this magazine or 7 million people read this magazine, as long as the people who are reading it, are getting value out of it. Mm-hmm. Heck that, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the and most so important thing, man. It, if I can, if I can help those contributors get out there, you know, just get one step. Uh, 
something to put on a resume if you're having to do a resume for a pro staff application or a guide application or just a something to put on your college transcript who who whatever yeah whatever helps helps and sure. so you know i'm i'm down with whatever we've talked about the magazine a lot you guys have other questions like i, I don't want to <laughs> no well that's mainly what this is going to be for too is to help you know so everybody knows about it and sure. yeah and like sure. maybe we do get those seven million people to read the magazine yeah <clears throat> you yeah, know well, it's hopefully the magazine gets us seven million downloads yeah. so yeah <laughs> nice. man because then maybe i can get a poster behind me Oh, that's yeah. funny. That's where Ronnie's gonna go. Yeah. Right here gets his white wall. Yeah, there it is. There that's it is. crazy, man. <laughs> but no, I was going to say too. Just in addition to the Magdor, like if, if there's any aspiring writers out there, you know, uh, you know, me and Chris have talked about this too, and he actually he's helped me along the way. Um, just write about something you know. Yep. Just if you can articulate a sentence, like that's all you need to do. Be relatable. Don't oversell it. Don't try to, you know, sound smarter than you are. It's like just, I commonly write like I'm talking to you right now. I can't um, sound I, smarter than I am. That article <laughs> is going to be pretty bad. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> it's all right. I, ha I have a delete button. He likes to type in crayon, too. I don't get it. <laughs> but... But, uh, no, I mean, seriously, it's like, you know, just, you know, just get out there and try it. And then, you know, yeah. just if you think this good, he'll help you along. And, and I don't know how he's, I'm showing me a lot of people putting stuff in there, but he's really good about telling you what you can improve if that is the case. Um, so then you can kind of get an idea. So just don't overthink it. Just, you know, just tell a story just I mean, like you want. That's, a, that's a great question. You know, are you going to give, feedback to everybody that submits to you i mean that might oh, be a little hard right shorter, but absolutely so so here's the thing is I, I i edit all of these stories okay um and so if somebody if somebody submits four thousand words on an adventure story you know uh i've, I've had so guys like uh jeff little and juan Barut and uh some of these other guys that are you know they're pretty well known in the industry mm -hmm. um some of them are also prolific writers and so when they sit down on a keyboard to tell a story they're going to tell you about the color of the leaves and which way the wind's blowing and all of this other stuff but most of most of the readers are not going to hang out for that long and so i've got to i've got to figure out what's important and what is what is the author what is the, the person who's sitting down writing this story really trying to tell me um, and and get down to the soup and nuts. I also have other other folks that have written in the past that I have to give feedback. I'm like, develop this a little more because you already know where the story's going to end. Sure. The reader the reader doesn't, and so it's it's kind of like stepping stones on a path. You don't want them too far apart to get to where you're going. Like you've got to you've got to really fill in the gaps for us. And so if you say, yeah, I was I was river fishing. And we found these rocks and we threw a crankbait and caught these bass and it was awesome. Okay, well, how, how deep is the river? Like, how big are the rocks? Like, is the water clear? Is it stained? What kind of crankbait are you throwing? Are you throwing a square bill or an 8XD or a 10XD? Like, like, fill in those details a little bit so I don't have to jump as far from detail mm -hmm. to detail to fill in the story. Because if, 
if you're making me imagine it, it's it, it, I'm going to be tired of that article before I even get going. Three right. sentences in, I'm like, nope, I'm done. And so, yeah, I, I'll, I'll shoot feedback. And I'm like, hey, you might fill this in or maybe talk more about this or let's let's make this more a technique article and let's do a graphic that kind of shows how to how to pick out a seam and an eddy in a river or, or whatever that looks like. Sure. And, uh, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of feedback for that stuff. And then for photography, we do that also. Nice. Uh, because there are, there are a lot of guys that like I'm so I'm one of these I, I've been taught I've taken a lot of photography classes and I can shoot OK, but I know what I'm looking at when I look at it. So those who can't teach, that's that that's basically what I work on with that. Like I don't need all your like every time I had to do a photo call, I get these dudes that will drop Instagram filter after Instagram filter after Instagram filter. Like I don't need a 90 percent HDR with a high tonal contrast. Like I don't need that. That's not good. Let me let me use my computer to modify the levels just a touch to get a little more contrast or or a little more clarity here or there or whatever but i want it to be as pure as it can because mm -hmm. the subject <clears throat> should be what jumps off the page as shocking not the color palette yeah like, right, right. and and so again let me rephrase that for anybody who might have misheard that please don't send me your pictures with a bunch of filters on them Mm -hmm. don't don't do that just just send them how you shot them and and if it's a good picture it'll hold up you don't you don't need that mm -hmm. so in my, my undergrad i did uh advertising graphic design uh for my undergrad and somehow I ended up in medicine i don't know it's a long story but um i had a professor who told me something that has always stuck with me um he's like when you're doing a logo design it should work in black and white it should work with yeah. no color if it doesn't work without color, it's a weak design. So if your photo doesn't work without an HDR filter on it or doesn't work without, you know, a softened glow filter on it, it's not a good picture. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it may be interesting, but it's not a good composition. And good compositions are what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I told Brian that too. Like when, <clears throat> you know, whenever I'm taking a picture, it's like I'm trying to take like the best picture I can Yep. With with all the lighting, everything, the the moment of the day that's available, and whatever I'm using, and get that as clean as you can. So that way, even if you don't do but uh, do any post editing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, stupid tongue, stupid tongue, twice in a row now. <clears throat> but you should like maybe do like a you know an ever so light you know post editing on it. To where you know you're just enhancing a couple of the things and then it's done. Yeah. You know, it's like you shouldn't have to go in there and lay, put layer on layer on layer and and fix stuff. It's like you should be striving for that best picture possible. And if you're not getting it, you gotta find out how to get it. Yeah. So that way it doesn't look messy because the, the people don't realize too those filters show through at a certain extent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. During an edit and then it can mess up the whole picture. Yeah. So, <clears throat> two rules for photographers i'm gonna drop some more knowledge on you two things that you need to learn how to do to be a better photographer today learn about the rule of thirds and learn how to use manual focus if you don't know either one of those things go look them up on google 
and you'll be a better photographer the next picture you take. I promise you. If you learn the rule of thirds and learn your manual focus, you will be a better photographer the next picture you take. Um, that That's the thing that I see the worst. Everybody is taking pictures like mom at Christmas with those old Kodak cameras. Like, put the subject in the middle and click. And no, no, no. Uh, so, rule of thirds, manual focus. That's well, Christmas, folks. There you got it. There you go. Write it down. Write it down. I dig it, man. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Jay wants that ad. <laughs> no, get it. And, and that's the thing. Like, like, you know, Jay has helped me tremendously with my photographing skills. I that's one thing I will say. You know, and it, it's funny. I had a conversation the other day about this with somebody. I was like. You know, Jay always gets these epic photos of me, and I feel like such a turd because I get these horrible photos. So I've been, like, working on it, you know. And, that I mean, Jay recently had some usable, somewhat usable images that I took of him. Finally. <laughs> you know, but that was the After thing. After 74 it, years. Yeah. <laughs> Brian finally got it, and he had a heart attack and died the next day. You know, like... But so if it takes that long, we call it luck. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a blind squirrel <laughs> finds a nut every once in a while. You know, that's right. But uh, <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, that's so key, and and especially nowadays. I mean, with you know these team positions and things like that. Like you know, it's photo composition, writing composition, all the stuff we're talking about, man. This is just good quality information, guys and gals. You know, like, I mean, I know Jay said jokingly he's writing this down, but mentally, I mean, you should take mental note of what Chris is talking about, especially when it comes to photography. I mean, I was that mom taking the photo with the person in the middle of the photo and leaving out the background and everything and I took a bunch of photography classes in high school what I did outside of the high school that's a different story and that's probably why I don't remember it but you know yeah that's yeah 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 totally different podcast but you know it's just um you know that that rule of thirds is such a huge thing such a huge thing and and that was the thing when jay and i started talking about photos and stuff i'm like that's what i'm not doing it all makes sense now and i mean you could see i mean if you scroll through my instagram from when i started it till now you could definitely tell the difference in quality of images minus the selfies of course but um Yeah, those don't count. Yeah. If you're using a roll of thirds on selfies, you're doing way too many selfies. (laughs) (laughs) Might be a bit narcissistic. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. But, no, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Yeah, plethora info, Chris. Plethora. And this is... Yeah. I think this has turned out a lot better. Like, not that I thought it was going to turn out any worse. I'm just like, but I think it turned out great. Like with all the info. Jay just got fired. You know, it's you know, it's, 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 you know. <laughs> I I mean I I I don't know Chris until an hour and thirty one minutes ago. I didn't know Chris 
or ever talked to Chris. I knew of Chris. I think we're friends on Facebook, and I see some of your posts and things you got going Isn't, on. I, I, okay, pause, pause. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah. Like that, it, it's unfortunate. Like we have all these friends that are out there, and we and we don't communicate. We got to do better about that. Just like you know, like and talk about stuff. Like we got to do better about that. Facebook is yeah. has dehumanized so many of us because Absolutely. like this is fun. So. Yeah. I, I I appreciate the opportunity to get to know you and talk to you a little bit today, and and you know I'll I'll be better. Okay, no, go. no, Sorry. I dig it, and I agree one hundred and twenty percent with what you just said. Um, but yeah, where was I going with that? Oh, uh, going, you know, going into this interview, Jay's like, hey, I got this buddy of mine, and he's like, he's starting this this magazine. I'm like, yeah, I saw that, you know, and I always thought it'd be interesting, you know. We've talked to. Uh, some guys that put out some videos. We talked to guys that uh, have their own TV show, Drew Gregory. You know, one thing we haven't talked to was somebody that has done magazines before. So I was kind of excited to kind of get your input on it. And then when Jay kind of gave me the lowdown on how it was all going to, how the, your idea for how the magazine was going to work, I was just like, that is freaking genius. I'm jazzed for this as well. But I mean, well, the, not only that, but the knowledge that you've had, you've been in the kayak industry so long, right? Yeah. And and your words, not mine, all the thousands of mistakes you've made have, yep. have probably helped thousands of people <clears throat> not make those same mistakes. Well, that, uh, you know, that's the goal. And, yeah. you know, I, I let's, uh, let's put all the cards on the table. I've said a lot of things that have pissed a lot of people off. Um, and we'll probably continue to do that. But like I, I, I've talked with Jay before about is, you know, I'm not the same guy today that I was yesterday. And that sure. guy is not the same as I was seven years ago or 16 years ago or 40 years ago. Sure. Like, I, I hope that we're all evolving as people. And we understand that sometimes we we develop different ideas as our life experience changes. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I used to be the guy that give me all the pro staffs. I was the pro staff director for hook one. Like I had 84 guys at one point in time that were, you know, crew and team and worked with Nick Brown as the team director. And like, dude, we, we used to be so hardcore into that stuff. Like it was crazy. And I think, what opened my eyes is when I had guys that wouldn't go fish with me because I was associated with a team. Yeah. Oh, it's dumb. Yeah, and it, at that point I was like, so I, I, that's when I started kind of this hate campaign towards pro staffs and, and the pendulum swung and I was like, man, I hate all pro staffs. All pro staffs are stupid. And, and then I, I kind of finally settled back in the middle and it's like, no, the, these serve a purpose because they are a need for industry companies. Sure. They are a marketing tool. They are a way for people to get to know each other, for other people to get additional exposure with other things. And for people who want to try to make a living at this or be able to fish more tournaments, this is a way for them to be able to do that a little bit easier. And it is not my place at all as anybody but a dumb hick from West Texas like I, I, sh I should not be telling people this is right or this is wrong. You, you've got to figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. Just be be nice to people. 
whenever possible and be safe when you're on the water Mm -hmm. and past that man do you if you've got 94 pro staffs and you're happy with that and and they're all of those companies are happy with you rock on dude high five and and go catch fish and if you're anti-pro staff because you think it's tearing apart the community then you're 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 probably angry about something else yeah like if you ask yourself the five whys like why am i angry about this and then you give an answer and then you ask okay why that and then why that you'll eventually get to the root just like peeling back layers of an onion you'll figure out what's really going on with you and a lot of times when i'm angry it's not something that somebody else has done it's it's born out of maybe a little bit of jealousy maybe a little bit of uh, something that i just don't think is the way that a human should act but it's not illegal to act that way sure i mean it's not illegal to self-promote on 48 different facebook mm-hmm. pages you know it's not how i would do it mm-hmm. I, I i promote on two or three but it, it, it's not i mean there's no rule against it unless there's a group rule about it and so i i have to i have to constantly check myself and i hope that other people are introspective enough to to check themselves occasionally why why am i mad about how somebody else fishes yeah like, right right that's dumb. Yeah. You should be happy that they're out there fishing. Period. Right. You know? Right. Right. <clears throat> like that t- that Tanner Spidell catching bigger pike than me. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about you anymore, buddy. I don't know about you anymore. So it's Tanner. <laughs> so Tanner's who I need to talk about about a pike trip, right? Oh! <laughs> you know, if I, if I was going to give you a name, I'd probably give you his. <laughs> you know? Like I, man, that dude, I mean, Tanner is killing it, man. You know what he puts in the time, though. I'm just yeah. lazy. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I know where they are. It's just they're just not on the end of my hook right now. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to this nurse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'll be sitting there like I don't get it. I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> I don't know. Guess you're just not hungry. <laughs> no, Tanner does some good work out there in Iowa. Yeah. That's it. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. He's always yep. crushing it. doesn't matter what species he's chasing or yeah. what time of the year it is. If it's open water or hard water, he's he's crushing it, man. What's what's right? yeah. Plug hard for Tanner. Water. Follow hard Tanner on Instagram and everything. Was it? What's hard water? Ice. Like, I, uh-oh. Yeah, you don't know what that oh, is. Yeah, they're yeah. warm weather guy. Texas boys, yeah. What's that snow? What what's snow? It's Is that funny. frozen rain? You, you get frozen. You're like That's it's really funny. slow falling rain. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You could always tell when somebody's from the south, you're like, Yeah, I was out fishing on the hard water last week and they're like, What? Yeah, how's that? You're like you don't you how, have like a How is water hard? hard? What yeah. that, no filters for that. You can get all those minerals out. Water guy, I could call him right now and like he'll hook you up. You know, I mean, I know a guy. It's freaking hilarious, man. I dig it. I dig it. (laughs) No, it's a good time, man. Oh man, this is awesome talking to you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I've enjoyed this thoroughly. This is this is some great info. I'm excited to see the magazine come out. I mean. And the concept behind it is just super, super well thought out for sure. So, 
So let me let me tell one more story before before you guys wrap up on me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Okay, and we're done. <laughs> Great show. Great show. Yeah. Back to the plastic cups. Yeah. All right. Um, so there there is some significance to the mock cover that I did. Um, the mock cover uh, that I did for kayak fishing quarterly is a picture that was taken by uh, Roland Bones, is what we call him, uh, Jimenez. He worked for Austin Canoe and Kayak for a long time uh, in marketing, photography, and doing that kind of stuff. And he works uh, with JOI, I think specifically with uh, Feel Free now, okay. uh, with yeah. Jim Hager and, and those guys. So Bones is, man, he's good people. Uh, love him to death. And he sent me that picture a couple of years ago. And uh, it was in one of our KBF mags, the, the full picture. But uh, the guy on that, uh, in that picture, is Ryan Herzog. And so Ryan's a guy out of Austin that I was fishing one of the first tournaments I ever fished in the Austin area, which is about an hour away from me. And Ryan was smashing fish and I was not doing very well. And he didn't know me from Adam. I didn't know him from Adam. Um, it was just a dude out there fishing. We were fishing probably within, I don't know, 50, 75 yards of each other. And Ryan invited me over, showed me the spot on his graph, showed me where to cast and what to cast with, and just said, stay here and fish with me. I'm like, dude, I can't do that. He's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It was like a little Tuesday night tournament. And it was it was more about the camaraderie for him and passing on some knowledge. And so I think that, you know, to me, Ryan is one of the many, many, many people that I've gotten to meet over the years that just represents what fishing is about. And and so I wanted to put him on the cover uh, as kind of a, you know, just a a subtle hat tip to him uh, because it it surprised him. I didn't tell him I was going to do it. I just ran it and then uh, tagged him in the picture. And he's like, oh, hey, I know that guy. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, you know, there there are so many good dudes out there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, from photographers to anglers to writers or whatever, that's that that's what I really want this to be about. It's a labor of love. And I'm super excited that I I got to share my story with you guys tonight and that it's going to go out uh, and and have people learn about it and and hopefully share it and read it enjoy it and and give us pointers we want to get better every time that's awesome man no i love that story that's that's killer man and yeah no absolutely we thank you for taking the time out this evening to sit down and talk with us and tell us your story and and uh what you got coming up in the future man Mm -hmm. i mean i'm super excited for what you're doing so that's awesome. That's awesome. You got anything yeah, like, else? Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I was gonna say, Chris, if it, like we were saying before, like if, if you have any other, um, any other stuff that's coming up, just let us know. You yeah, know, man. We'll get you back on the pod. Yeah, you know, I mean, dude, if it's anything like tonight, I mean, I, I think well, it'll be just fine. We still got our <laughs> two-hour show on Whopper Ploppers. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. yeah, we can do that. We'll do I, it. I, All right. I, I feel bad for the editing crew that's going to come in later and handle this after the talent goes yeah. to sleep. Yeah, hold on a second. I got to get something. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll be right there. Gotta go. 
Oh, that's great. Like fire, fire. That's great. That's great. So, uh, real quick before we we go into our little end wrap up. So, where can people follow you on social media? Uh, plug the magazine website address, the Facebook page, all that good stuff, my friend. Okay. So, uh, on Instagram, it's going to be Pain Outdoors. On Facebook, Pain Outdoors. Uh, email is painfish at gmail. Hit me up with your questions, comments, concerns. If you want to contribute, that that's cool. I read all my emails. Um, also, um, I'm on Twitter, but that's more about Texas Tech basketball. So don't don't worry about that. Um, and the website for the magazine is going to be either KFQ Mag, so Kayak Fishing Quarterly Mag, or KayakFishingQuarterly.com. And both of those are going to redirect you to Paint Outdoors anyway. So you can find everything under the sun at PaintOutdoors.com. It'll all be there. The magazine, all of it, all the reviews, all the stuff that we've done since 2012 is actually on that. I ported it all over. Nice. So uh, you can you can check out all that stuff. You can see how dumb I was about, you know, DIY stuff uh, way back in the day. And, uh, you know, just uh, check it out, man. It's a, it's a good laugh. Some of it is a really good laugh. <laughs> Cut twice, measure never. Drill, break over. That's great, man. That's great. Yep. Well, Chris, thank you again, man. We we definitely appreciate it. Um, with that being said, guys, don't forget about the website, paddle, the letter N, and fin dot com. Uh, blogs, gear host bios you name it it's on there check it out uh if you guys got a question comment want to hear from a future guest like chris tonight feel free to email us at paddle the letter n in fin at gmail.com shout out to our show support uh, show supporters rocktown adventures loveland canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers and jig master jigs when in doubt get your jig out don't forget about the plastic recycling program you guys Take your used, beat-up plastics from this fishing season. Throw them in a little baggie. Throw it in a box. Go visit the postal man at the post office. Get a little stamp. Put the address that's in the show notes on it. Send it to my man, Eric Richards. He takes those beat-up used plastics that you were going to throw in the garbage can anyways. He melts them down, makes new baits, gives, gives them to different heroes on the water chapters. So it's a great way to give back. With that being said, guys... Tight lines, smooth pedal. Thank you.